G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you may be aware, the recent New South Wales abortion bill, which seeks to legalise abortion up to birth for any reason, was passed in the New South Wales Lower House earlier this month and it is considered by pro-life groups to be a devastating defeat for life. But now there are some slim hopes that there may be a small chance that the abortion bill could be voted down in the New South Wales Upper House or at least have some meaningful amendments passed. Tishan Johnson is the Executive Director of the pro-life organisation Cherish Life. Tishan is back with us. Tishan, welcome back to 2020. Hi, Neil. Thank you for having me. Tishan, it is one of those things. Uh, the New South Wales representatives in the lower house of their parliament, by majority, uh, they have voted to allow abortion in that state. Uh, there were some even cheering and congratulating themselves. I think it was 59 votes for and 31 against. Uh, it does make your heart sink when you see that sort of reaction to such a devastating thing about an abortion bill. Yes, Neil, it's an absolute shock. It's absolutely appalling, Um, which is, uh, indeed, it's appalling, it's devastating. One thing that's unique about New South Wales has never been so much bipartisan support, bipartisan meaning all sides of politics. So um, it was a bill, a very nasty extreme abortion bill, allowing abortion up until birth, uh, effectively for any reason, that was supported by, it was an independent bill, but it was co-sponsored by Greens, by the Animal Justice Party, by Liberals, by Nationals and by Labor. So it's actually unprecedented, this level of support. Uh, People are absolutely devastated and they're also devastated by the lack of consultation. Um, In other states where they brought in extreme abortion laws, tragically, uh, but at least there has been a, a period of consultation, normally about six months. It's not long ago, is it? You and I were talking and saying New South Wales dodged a bullet when the Liberal Party was elected in the state election earlier this year. And uh, there is something now that looks like it could be a slap in the face uh, for voters who were pro-life, who did put their vote towards the Liberal government. Uh, and uh, because this whole thing has now taken people by surprise, as you say, uh, the criticism is lack of consultation. The people are not being uh, even brought into a deeper appreciation of what this all means. That's exactly it, Neil. Um, we were saying that because Labor had it in their policy platform to fully decriminalise abortion, uh, whereas there was nothing in the Liberal or National Party policy platform going into the election. So a lot of people in New South Wales, I've had many, many calls, even though I'm personally based in Queensland, are just from very distressed people saying, uh, we voted for Liberal, we voted for Nationals because there's, you know, they've typically not supported abortion, not as much as Labor and the Greens, and we're absolutely mortified. A lot of people are deeply distressed. And it's really, um, even politically speaking, it's always, it's always might have a, a point of difference, particularly on a social issue. So the, 
the fact there is no point of difference, I don't know who Christians are going to vote for at the next election. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. really, really heartbreaking from that perspective as well. Now, the Premier, Gladys Berejiklian, last week she was prepared to make a concession and it was around this idea of sex selection before abortion. And uh, I wonder whether you've got any insight there because I do note too that the AMA in New South Wales is arguing that that even puts doctors at risk of breaking the law. So the AMA is saying uh, let's not have any sort of uh, extra things that would complicate the idea of abortion on demand for any reason. Yeah, Neil, um, you're correct there. The AMA, very sadly, in New South Wales has come out in support of the bill. Um, so they spoke early in the piece when it was first tabled in Parliament saying they do support the bill. Their reason being they felt like doctors uh, were, I guess, open to some type of litigation because abortion was under the criminal code. Now, I should say the New South Wales law, um, there was very wide berth for women to get abortions and um, under, you know, social reasons, sorry, I beg your pardon, if the risk of the mother, if there was risk to her physical or mental health, um, they, they could easily also get an abortion for fetal abnormalities, so babies um, with disabilities and so forth. So it wasn't really a valid point. Um, the AMA did the same thing. The Australian Medical Association in Queensland, Victoria, ACT, they've always been supporting full um, decriminalisation of abortion, which is just heartbreaking. Um, it's unusual that the AMA would support sex-selective abortion. Um, it was one of the amendments that was put up by Tanya Davies, um, a wonderful Liberal MP who has been fighting hard against it, and the amendment was voted down. So basically when they voted that down, the parliamentarians who vote, voted it down were saying, we agree with sex-selective abortion. And a lot of them say, you know, the, the irony is they say, oh, abortion is a woman's choice, it's her right, it's a right of passage, but yet we know sex-selective abortion from statistics right around the world always discriminates against females you know there's a hundred million missing girls around the world from sex selective abortion of females and also infanticide of infant baby girls is it the case Titian, that if any amendments are accepted uh, in the upper house and then of course goes back to the lower house but if any amendments are accepted then somehow rather it stays under the criminal code uh, rather than becoming a health issue for women. Is that why do you think uh, so many MPs are very happy to just sort of give open slather uh, abortion rights uh, in this way? Yes, well, it w- the whole bill would have to be rejected in its entirety t- for it to remain under the criminal code. Uh, amendments... Um the amendments they've looked at, for example, up until date have been uh, that babies born alive in a failed abortion would be given medical care. That amendment was voted down. So in other words, mo- the majority of MPs were happy for the baby to lie on the table or in a dish somewhere and scream in agony mm-hmm. until they died. It's just absolutely criminal what they've agreed to, a lot of them. Um, so the, yeah, as, as I said, the bill would have to be rejected for it to remain under the criminal code. Amendments, it depends what the amendments are, but I haven't seen any amendments or haven't heard of any amendments that would actually seek to keep the abortion uh, abortion under the criminal code. I think a lot of the amendments are around the... Uh, basically, the intention is to make it less bad because the numbers aren't looking good. So they're like, how do we soften it? How do we add um, a bit of dignity to these poor babies and protection for their mothers? 
Tishan, for those listeners who are not so familiar with the sort of reporting that's gone on about this bill, uh, can you, in a nutshell, just set out for us the sorts of things that New South Wales MPs voted for and that the Upper House MPs are going to be trying to potentially amend, but they're likely to vote for it as well. What sort of things are actually in this bill? Yes, Neil. It would allow abortion for any reason up to 22 weeks gestation. So we know 22 weeks gestation is five and a half months. So um, some babies are actually surviving at 22 weeks gestation with medical help, preemie babies. So that's extreme, um, extremely brutal. Obviously, I don't agree with any abortion, but this is extreme. So that's for any reason whatsoever. A woman doesn't actually have to give a reason. It's called abortion on request up to 22 weeks gestation. And then from 22 weeks gestation up until birth, abortion is allowed under a very loose range of criteria, including so-called social circumstances, um, there is a requirement for a second doctor to approve the abortion from 22 weeks up until birth. However, both doctors can be abortionists, so there's no degree, um, there's no, no requirement for um, impartiality. Um, there's no requirement for the second doctor to cite the woman or her file. And also there's no legal penalty if there's no second doctor. So we know a law without a penalty is actually no law at all. So it's just it's unbelievable. Um, I should just say very similar laws in Victoria led to a 39% increase on average in late-term abortions, including a fully formed little baby at 37 weeks uh, was aborted for social reasons. So healthy baby to healthy mother was aborted under similar laws in Victoria. So some people like, this will never happen. It has happened in Victoria and it is happening. It's just absolutely criminal. Um, under this abortion bill, if it passes sex-selective abortion would be legal in New South Wales. We spoke about that before. Um, it's where a parent uh, can decide to abort a child given their sex. Uh, it typically discriminates against female babies. Um, there's doctors with a conscientious objection to abortion under this law will be, they absolutely have to refer for abortion and if they don't, they are a breach of law. And um, there was a case in uh, Victoria, I know you mentioned it, Dr. Mark Hobart, um, a couple came to him and the woman was pregnant uh, with a 19-weeker. They found out it was a girl, they wanted a boy, they asked him to do an abortion um, or refer for abortion rather and he said absolutely not and he then got in trouble, not them for asking for a sex selective abortion because remember it's just similar laws to what New South Wales is looking at so it's allowed but he got in trouble because he would not refer for abortion and he would not refer for a sex selective abortion. So these are what they want to bring in here. So poor old doctors who studied for many, many years to save life and to for the betterment of humanity would have to refer to kill unborn human beings. Another thing is... Um, there are no mandatory safeguards for women considering an abortion. No, that would include independent mandatory counselling, uh, no cooling off periods and no informed consent conditions. Informed con consent conditions basically tells uh, a woman what the other choices are and also how she can get help. Um, and also the risks of abortion, things like psychological and medical or well, physical risks of abortion. So this law is basically open to other abortion. There's nothing in it for women. There's nothing in it for doctors. It's actually dangerous for both. And it's simply to kill babies up until birth for any reason. That's what this law is about. Tishan, what sort of action can you take? And let's just bring every single listener who's listening to our conversation now can't believe that this has been passed in the lower house in New South Wales. Uh, they know there is a slim hope that it might be 
either rejected or there might be some amendments in the upper house. But what are you encouraging, particularly New South Wales listeners, to do uh, now that this is at this point where upper house MPs are going to be voting on this? Yes, thanks, Neil. There's several things they can do. Um, so upper house are the MLCs, so they can email or ring uh, MLCs, so everyone in the upper house, and to say, please reject this extreme bill. Um, let people know if you are in New South Wales. I would encourage anyone listening, wherever you are in Australia, to make contact with those officers. But let them know this will be a vote turner for you, if that is, in fact, the case. Um, you know, MPs, in my, in my opinion, MPs or politicians who vote for such laws do not deserve to be in government because the first rule of government is to protect innocent life. So they've totally abandoned that. So they don't deserve to be there. So if they know that, it might actually swing some people um, their vote um, in Parliament. The other thing uh, which is really, really helpful is actually things like letters to the editor. There has been a huge amount of media in New South Wales. Uh, some media is Purely, some um, journalists and reporters have really uh, commented and they wouldn't normally give comment because of the speed and the lack of consultation and the shock that there has been so much uh, so-called conservative side of politics support for this bill when in every other state it's always been a Labor-Greens initiative and it's been the Labor and Greens team who have really pushed it through in some states just Labor. Um, so there, there is literally a media frenzy happening in New South Wales so let's try to capitalise on that Make sure you talk to people about it, share media, and if you can, get um, write some letters to the editor of, say, the Daily Telegraph, the Sydney Morning Herald. And so if you can get a letter published, that's worth a lot. A couple hundred people, a couple hundred thousand people read that. That's a really big deal. Um, if you live in Sydney, try to get along to some of the hearings. I believe they're having hearings up until the 20th of August. And um, do what you can. Pray. I'd say praying is the most important. Um, but yeah, don't let this thing go by the dark of night. Make a, make a big fuss about it. Now's the time to make a fuss. Well, I'll point people to the Cherish Life website and undoubtedly there'll be articles and some resources that people can utilise there. I know you're encouraging people to use Facebook. You're also encouraging people to, as uh, we mentioned, uh, to be in contact with New South Wales Parliament MLCs, members of the Legislative Council in New South Wales, but the Cherish Life website is cherishlife.org.au, cherishlife.org.au. And uh, Tishan Johnson, the Executive Director of the pro-life organisation Cherish Life. Tishan, thanks so much for sharing these thoughts in an update with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, and God bless you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.